Do you want to become a better songwriter? Well, we created a very simple 10-minute songwriter personality test, and it's going to help you better understand who you are as a writer, and it's going to help you in the writer's room when you're writing with other writers, because you're going to be able to identify what kind of writer they are, maybe even have them take the songwriter personality test. If you're curious and you want to take the songwriter personality test today, just visit songwriterpersonalitytest.com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website. Welcome to the Brave Podcast. We exist to answer the call to be what you need in the lives of kingdom-minded songwriters. We want to make a generational difference in the culture of the music industry by creating a place of belonging, learning, and launching. Hey guys, welcome to the Brave Podcast. It's Chrissy. I'm here with my husband. Eric. Yes. Hi. He's here with me. How are you doing? He's not going to talk. Am I annoying you yet? Them or me? Both. (laughs) They can't answer. (laughs) Okay. You didn't answer at all. I avoided that one. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. No, you're not annoying me. All right. But I'm excited to share more about the recording today. It was an absolutely amazing experience. And the only thing I could say, which I put on Facebook or Instagram, I think, was... There are no earthly words for such heavenly things. Mm. And that's really what summed up that whole experience for me. We definitely had some new challenges. We had opportunities for people to grow into new roles that were amazing. And you'll hear more about that. We had some incredible donors that were so generous to us and made this whole thing possible. Yeah, that's right. And we get to hear from one of those. Yeah, this is going to be a great episode. Full jam-packed. We've got Emily Weeks and Rachel Thomas coming in to talk all about the recording. You guys are going to girly it up. Yes, we are. And talk about all that. And then Shane and I will talk, Shane, Katrina, and I, Shane Stillwell was one of our big donors. And I wanted to hear a story. And you get to hear a story. And it's really cool how it's intertwined with Brave. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Before we jump in, I know last podcast, we talked a little bit about our new, kind of our new relationship and how things are going to work with writing worship. Yeah. So I just wanted to give, throw out our values. Throw them out. Just make people aware of um, where we're headed and, and for sure who we are. Yeah. So let's do this. Here we go. Are you ready? I am so ready for this. I love hearing our values. Okay. Value number one is making room at the table. That means room for everybody to come and learn about writing songs. Uh, number two is raising a championing culture. And um, whereas many times we experience the opposite of that in the music industry, not only do we want to champion one another, but we also want to bring restoration. What's the word I'm looking for? Reconciliation. That's the word. I'm Thank here you. for you, honey. I can't is, remember it. This is why I'm here. Uh, we also want to bring reconciliation because we've seen the brokenness. Yeah. And we want to help heal. And our third value is awakening dreams, purpose, and songs. We feel like many of those things have fallen asleep inside of people. And part of what we want to do is wake those things back up. You know, I'm hearing so much these days. People are saying to me, it's a common theme. I'm waking up. Wow. I'm dreaming again. Yes. 
it's kind of like, I don't know, again, they came out of this COVID thing. I know. And it's like now it's coming up. People are coming alive. It's so good. Spirit of God, come on. Yep. Let's do it. And then number four is clearing a path for the next generation. So not just really keeping ourselves in mind, but remembering that eventually this is a handoff. This race mm. is a handoff. Yeah. And um, we want to make sure we're handing off something beautiful to those coming behind That's us. That's right. Something helpful, something that'll start them a little further down the path than we were when we started. And um, equipping them to carry this message and worship beautifully to the next generation. Goes back to be what you need. It all goes back to be what you need. You're and right. And give what you have. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's such a great way to live. So that's the heart of who we are. And you'll hear it through these interviews and conversations. Yeah. You'll hear it through everything we do. It touches, those values really touch our writing worship community, our writing worship resources, the brave community and everything that we do. Yes. So without further ado, here we go. This is the interview with Emily Weeks and Rachel Thomas, who led our band and choir and arranged all the parts for the recording. And then you'll hear the interview with Shane and Katrina Stillwell. Awesome. Chrissy, welcome to the Brave Podcast again. We are super excited to share with you today a little bit about our Brave Worship EP recording. So this happened recently in Thompson Station, Tennessee, and it was April 19th. And you are going to be hearing more about this recording, both on online and everywhere that you hear music. So we have four songs we recorded, an extra fifth song that you'll also see on video. And I pulled in a couple of guests today because I didn't feel like I could share this experience without them. We have with us today, Emily Weeks. Hey, everybody. Stacy Riddle. What's up? And Rachel Thomas. Hey, guys. Yeah. So all of these guys were a part of the recording. And why don't you guys share just a little bit about um, what you did to help pull that day together? Well, hello, friends. This is Emily coming at you. And I got to put together the band and work with the band and the choir. And I had a blast doing she that. She rocked it, y'all. And I had the best people to work with. Like, oh, cool, amazing people. Let's just try to maximize the amazingness. So I loved it. And so that was what I got to do. And then Rachel, tell them what you did. Yeah. So I just got to come and partner with Em and that super fun, just help with chord chart, like developing that and then kind of facilitating how the rehearsals would flesh out essentially. Um, and then really like day of just making sure that we were consistent and like keeping things moving and going and got to play in the song. And that was super fun. It was about, you're right. It's like get together with some of your favorite humans and yeah worship Jesus. We're like, oh, we have to practice several times with some of my favorite people. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And then Stacy was a rock star because Stacy would fill in on anything we needed. We had some people leading songs that lived out of town and it would be like, oh, well, we don't have that person. So who could we ask to do this? (laughs) Stacy. So tell them a little bit about your experience with that. Yeah, I was just going to say I I was like a support person. So I wasn't like titled with anything, but I 
was just there to be like, whatever you need me to do, I'll do. And so I played keys on a couple of songs and one of them being kind of last minute, but that was mm-hmm. awesome. God, was go- it I mean, was so awesome. Yes. Like Stacey is like a songbird and she, her, she has like twinkle star magic fingers <laughs> that make anything <laughs> sound magical. And so that song, when did you write that song? It wasn't that far in advance, right? It was just yeah, a couple sure. weeks prior. Oh, yeah, that song. song. Yeah, I was actually thinking about playing on um, Amanda's song. At oh, the last sorry. Minute. Yes. Yeah. But um, yeah, the other song was... Just, behind the um, scenes. Yeah, a little chorus that I wrote as a prayer over the recording. And so that was like the week before or something. Okay. I just kind of sat down at the piano and wrote a prayer. Gosh. Yeah. So good. As a blessing over the And we the were song. blessed. Which yeah. Because a lot of times, you know, when people send out songs, you forget about that prayer piece mm. that needs to go mm-hmm. with it. You mm-hmm. know, like it needs to accompany the song. Yes. You know that whole timing Mm -hmm. and so it was so beautiful that that came before we did that and then you got to sing it over the whole entire bar which was amazing Mm -hmm. yeah that was a complete surprise let's talk about that this is how it works at brave (laughs) (laughs) um let's talk a little bit about how it felt to be in the room that night (laughs) so good well, it was just, it was just incredible. And I think you guys, hopefully we'll hear some of this come through in the recording, but you know, there's a lot of preparation that goes into these things and there's just, you really do feel the weight of it when you're leading up to a night like this, like all day, you're kind of like, okay, we want to steward this well, Lord, this is yours. But then of course there's details too, like, oh, I've got to get there at four and then I got to tune the guitar and you got to do this and that. But, um, it was just a really unique experience recording live because on, in one part of your mind, you're aware that you're recording. And so you want to make sure your guitar is tuned and, you know, that kind of thing. But then on the other side, you're like, I'm leading worship right now. Yeah. And so carrying those two things is actually kind of an interesting experience. But I feel like as the night went on, we actually kind of released the part yeah. even more and more of, oh, I'm recording. And we yeah. just entered in on the night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we just started to worship our guts out. And so there was a couple different moments throughout the night where just this joy broke out in the room. And it just felt like heaven. Does anyone else have a memory of that? They were ready. I mean, we were talking about that upstairs, how, you know, you have, you plan well, like as you should. But then when the moment came, they just hopped in. And it didn't matter like who was leading what or who was singing what they people were ready to sing with you. And that's just the dream, right? That like, it's everybody going for it. Even those words that they may not know yet, like their heart longs to be there and they're just singing that heart song out. It was, it was oh, so good. Like the audience. Yes, yeah, yes, the sorry. Audience. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It was so good. Yeah. I just kept thinking, and I think this is what I posted that night, but there are no earthly words for such heavenly things. Yes. Mm-hmm. It just felt like, you're right, Em. Like, it felt like heaven in that mm-hmm. moment when we felt God's presence so strong in that room. Yeah. And it was undeniable. And you know what else? I think um, we prepared, yes, mm-hmm. as far as musically, we prepared songs, you know, fine tooth comb, going through these songs, going over and over lyrics. We prepared the PowerPoints. We prepared all this sure. stuff. The one thing that I think is really important in preparing, and I've, I've been in many different situations like this with live recordings, And I think 
What really pulls those moments close is really preparing as a community, mm-hmm. like having that community That's piece. Good. And we know one another so mm-hmm. well that when one of us it's almost like it just triggered when one person started feeling the joy. Like we all feel it together mm-hmm. because of that community preparedness piece, which really we've been preparing for that for 10 years. Wow. That's right. So 10 years before we release anything as wow. a community. Yeah. I think that made a huge difference. And the way we were set up in the room, the choir could see each other. Yeah, that was. And so I felt like we were singing over each other too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when we sang The Night's Gone, yeah. I remember looking at specific faces and then knowing they were looking back at us. And so that it just felt like, hey, we're singing to the Lord and yeah. over each other. And you know each other's circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know exactly yeah. what they're walking through, what they have walked through. So when you look at them, it's mm-hmm. saying, I know. That's, Isn't this amazing? Mm-hmm. It's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just locking eyes with someone, it's remembering a story. That's, that's good. exactly right. I was thinking that's what, that's what is so special about Brave in this community, because you just don't have that, uh, that kind of relationship everywhere in every kind of worship community like that. Sure. You know, it's scriptural where it's like, it reminds me of where, isn't it in the Bible? It says, weep with those who weep yeah. and mourn yeah. with those who mourn and rejoice with those who rejoice. And so it's like, there, we were walking that out, and like you said, you know, so we can do—we've done those weeping, we've done the mourning, but now it was like, let's do the rejoicing, and yeah. let's do the worshiping, and it was just so powerful. So good. Yeah. So powerful. That was so good. And I think, too, one thing that kind of sticks out, and we talked about this after some of the rehearsals, was the power of— of unity and of submission to one another, because there were like, I mean, take your pick. It's like insane, incredible, anointed worship leaders, writers all in that room and at the rehearsals. And sometimes, I mean, just being honest, sometimes you can think like, well, I need to have this role or have this title to be leading, to be leading others. And God, I don't know, God just really spoke to my heart throughout this whole process that like some of the greatest leadership, I don't know, roles you'll ever have will be the way you follow other people. Mm -hmm. And thinking like, there's no way we could have come together with all those leaders because there were a lot of leaders Mm -hmm. if we had not each played our own role, but also submitted to one another Mm -hmm. and followed one another. I, I just, I thought, I mean, we're not perfect there, you know, I mean, no community is, but that felt, you could feel, it paid, I could say paid off, I guess. You could mm-hmm. feel the byproduct of that in the room, which again was being able to empathize, encourage, edify, and like lift up one sound mm-hmm. at the end. And that was just, it was a roar. Well, and at the mm-hmm. beginning of the night, Ryan Hall read a verse mm-hmm. out yes. loud, just kind of before he prayed over us and before we prayed to go in. And it was Psalm 126, 5. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Ooh, yes. Right. Those who yeah. go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. And I just teared up immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, because I was thinking of all of our stories, everyone mm-hmm. in that, you know, right outside there on the patio, I was thinking of specific stories for them and myself of times that we've sowed with tears. Yes. You know, it's not easy waiting for the will of God. It's not easy waiting while He grows our character and yeah. He, you know, He grows deep roots mm-hmm. in us. But 
I just knew like, okay, tonight we've all been sewing for years. Right. Tonight, joy is going to erupt. Yeah. Just yeah. like this passage said, and it did happen. It did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he didn't know anything about our song that said the night's gone, joy's coming. Gosh. He didn't know no. anything about that. No. That's so cool. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk just a little bit about where these songs came from just for a second. So anybody want to share that? Or should I just do that part? Well, why don't you tell us about Famous Four? Yeah. Let's just go to the set list. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So Famous Four actually was started right here in this room several years ago, just psalming, mm-hmm. which is something we all teach, you yeah. know, the whole psalming thing in the mentorship. Yes, I said it. Nothing. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, it's just a daily practice. And one day I just heard in Psalm 79, that little melody and chorus idea brought it in. And it evolved with, of course, other incredible writers and producers and blah, blah, blah. It was amazing. They blew it up. Mm-hmm. But um, it was fun to get to do it with us as girls. So it was just a new sound. And it makes me happy because Miriam really had the first worship song in the Bible, which happened when they mm-hmm. got on the other side of the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. And that song mentions that, Make Way Through the Waters. Mm-hmm. And it felt like, a Red Sea crossing moment when we sang that live. Yeah. So, so that was famous for, you may have heard Torn Wells yes. sing that song before. So we did a cover. You know, a little um, ditty called Famous for <laughs> Nominated for Grammy. <laughs> we can brag on, we can brag on Chris. Yeah, we're allowed yeah. to brag we're on, allowed on to brag on. Oh, gosh, so good. And then we did, what was the second one? Was it Wash Over Me or Night's Gone Next? Yeah, I think it was Wash did. Over Me. Okay. We, yeah. 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 So Wash Over Me was actually written at a Brave Worship Writing Day. So if that's something anybody's interested in, we were specifically looking for a song at that point. But if anybody's interested in learning more about that, come join the mentorship program over at Writing Worship. And all of these three that are with me today are mentors for that program. But anyways, once you go through that, you can do those writing days. Mm -hmm. And that's how we find some of our songs. So that came through that. So beautiful. Um, And that was Bailey Hager. Amy. Amy Jenkins and Molly Knight. And then uh, The Night's Gone was Michelle Martin, Amanda Blankenship. And Josh Lavender. Yes, his last name. I, I liked that last Lavender, name. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that oh. one was found from Brave Sharing Friday. So mm-hmm. yes. that's something that people share online. And that's how that song was really found. And um, and that was when people jumped in. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, boom. That night, yeah. that night, like first first pass through the bridge. You're like, oh, that's how it goes? Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, we got it. We got it. Yes. Yes. Well, and that song was really interesting from like the band perspective because there was several parts of it that were like spontaneous and we were trying to think through like, are we going to do that one four times, seven times? Wait, what? (laughs) But, and so we had to really work with that to prepare it. Mm -hmm. But then the night that we sang it, it blew up. It took off. And so that just showed me like, sometimes in a practice, you may not even know what's going to happen when you lead an actual congregation or a group of people in a song. And so that was amazing just the way that one just yeah. they sing their guts out on that one. Yeah. So 
Yeah, they did. Yeah. And that's when you just ditch the plan. Yeah. Right? And you just follow the <laughs> and spirit. Then, yes. And then you're just like, yes. And yes. it was it yeah. was awesome. It was such a great band because we were just uh, like the drummer and I, I mean, we uh, were just like smiling the whole yes. time. And then you got Rachel next to me. And oh, oh my gosh, it was great. It, it was, was great. That was so fun yeah, to watch. So fun. And what was neat about that, too, is that somebody who wasn't even on a microphone, Rachel B. Yeah. Yes led us back into the song because she knew it was right. Like we ended the song and I'll never forget. I could see her face. She got a very quiet smile on her face. Mm -hmm. She's like, we're doing it. She said, she was like, we're going back in. She's strumming. And she led us in it again. And and that was when the joy moment erupted. So Mm -hmm. that was totally unplanned, which was really special. Mm -hmm. That was really special. It was true worship. Yeah, it was. And then we ended the night with Arise, which yes. was written on our Brave Ireland trip. So how amazing mm. is that? That's so, so that cool. was Emily and Jenny, Jenny McGrew. And Rob Duff, shout out. Yes. In Ireland. Yeah. And, so, and Chrissy. Yep, on yeah. the back end. Do you that want to was... tell us any about that or how that felt that night? Yeah, that one, that was really special for me just because I've always had a heart for the nation's. And I always, you know, you're just kind of doing your life and you're like, I don't know, will my songs ever go to the nation? I don't think so, because I'm literally just going to Kroger right now. So that's what it feels like. You just like, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. these dreams in your heart, but you're like, this is, that dream is nothing what I do on right, a daily, on a daily like, basis. Yeah. Like groceries, so yeah. when we were in Ireland and, we got to write with Rob and that kind of started taking off. And where it really resonated was that Sunday morning we played it oh, with the group. Yes. And I saw them just embrace it and take it as their own. Yes. And I almost felt like, Lord, I need to go. I, you know, that moment is very sacred mm. where it's like he's heard all those quiet prayers. And you've, many people don't even know that. Right. I was like, I feel like I need to go like just maybe like kneel in a corner and like sob. (laughs) (laughs) Just sob in a corner for a few minutes because it was just... So anyway, I feel like that was a shout out to... We've got this bond now with like Scotland and Ireland as brave. And so I feel like that's our... Yeah. Peace with mm-hmm. them. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. 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 So yeah. it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, it's amazing to see all of the aspects, you know, all the things that led up to that night. And mm-hmm. we never could have planned all that. It no. was all God. And I just want to say thank you to all the choir. Yes. Oh my gosh. And thank you to the choir leaders that led mm-hmm. sections. We actually yes. had sections. Yeah. Bria, Dean, and Lisa. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you to all the band. Yes. Stacey, you want to call them out or Rach? Yeah, we have Rachel B and Haley. Oh my gosh, played that penny whistle. Oh yeah, the penny whistle. Yeah. So good. And Bailey, and Bailey. Oh, man, yeah. she yes. and Becca came and played cello with yes. us. Mm-hmm. We had um, and oh yeah, Jake. Mm-hmm. Jake. Jake. Oh my Jake. gosh, Jake Desharnet. Jake. Yeah, oh, dude, your bass lines. Yes, <laughs> they're amazing. Tamar and Amanda. Tamar, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we so say Amanda B. Did we say Amanda B? Amanda B. Maybe. Yeah. Rachel B. Rachel yeah. Barrington. And remind There's me of the drummer's one. name. I can't remember because we ended up bringing David a couple Key. players in. David Key. Key. But he was a delight. He was yeah. awesome. Such a to work with. Yeah. And then Daniel mm-hmm. Kinner is working on all uh, of our post-production stuff yes. right now. We did get one first mix back. That sounded <laughs> great. It's oh not gosh. mixed, actually. It's a, just a audio. Okay. Wow. But you guys should be hearing them soon. Yeah. We will let you know. Either June or July will be our first release. And I think it's actually going to be 
the night's gone will be the first okay. release. Oh, sweet. So be watching, be listening. You're going to see video. We do yes. a live video recording as well. So you're not only going to get the audio, but you're going to see the video. And my prayer is that every bit of joy that we felt in the room will be seeping through that mm. video screen into your house, into your car, into your walkway, wherever you're walking, whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. I just pray that you get to experience every bit of the Holy Spirit yes. that we did when we were in the room. And mm -hmm. it's going to be beautiful. We're so excited to get to share this with you guys after 10 years of Brave. Wow. This is sort of what it added up to. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Any last remarks from the crew? Let's do it again. Oh, yeah. in, two, in two years. <laughs> in two years. <laughs> That sounds good. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. But thank you guys, all three of you, so much for how much work you put in mm -hmm. and your heart and just having you lead and knowing these things were taken care of. Man, I there's no way one person could have done this. No. It no, literally no took a team and it was beautiful watching you guys work together and seeing you grow into new areas of gifting mm -hmm. and watching you in your gifts like I've never seen before. Man, what an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. I'm just really thankful, and I know there's more to come. So yeah. be listening, guys. You'll be hearing it soon. Yeah. Brave Worship EP. Lots of love, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
And so I got involved in the, you know, in the, I guess the spring mentorship this year. So that's kind of how I've gotten engaged, you know, with writing worship. And also actually in terms of Brave, over time, uh, we've been, we've actually been listening to some of the podcasts. And as Katrina has listened to those podcasts, she's coming to realize that there's something for her here as well. I don't think Eric, you and I have talked about that aspect, but I might just let Katrina get into that a little bit. But um, when I was on the Writing Worship website and I saw the I saw the vision that you guys have, the mission, you know, how it's done, <laughs> uh, it lined up with a lot of things that I individually feel like the Lord's been putting on my heart for quite some time. And uh, maybe, you know, there's even something I, I think I want to read to you offline that it would take a little bit more time to do. But it is just uncanny how much what you guys are doing resonates, how much it resonates with not just with us, but with, I think, a lot of people who the Lord is stirring here in this hour. So, yeah, it's uh, and based on based on that, I think, I, you know, I, I think I told you over an email, it's like, OK, I'm all in. <laughs> and so here we are. You know, we um, we're, we're here to we're here to uh, be uh, for the recording event tonight and really looking forward to connecting with people in person and, develop, you know, looking to develop uh, more of those relationships. So really, really excited about this. So that's that's a little bit that's a little bit about me. Um, so I, I guess I'll give Katrina a minute or two to. to yeah, Katrina, that. tell us tell us what's in it for you. You uh, Shane mentioned, you know, you're feeling like there's something there for you as well. I love that you you're so close that you you talk a lot about these things. It's not something that Shane just kind of does on his own. He mm-hmm. he seems to involve you in just about everything that he does, which I find really really endearing. So I'd love to hear more about that. Well, I appreciate the points, man. I appreciate the props. All right. No, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) You're welcome, man. I, too, am a worship leader. Um, I haven't been as prolific or proactive in it. Most of my worship leading was done prior to having children, (laughs) which was 20 years ago. But it's still there. And and yet it's something I've always, it's been a, a place of insecurity for me for a long time. And I, I just, the more I learned about brave worship, and in particular, it's, you know, ministry to, to women starting out that way. It's like, yeah, I, I feel like I have something that I could give, that I could impart, that, you know, God's deposited in me, especially in terms of identity. Uh, who we are in Big Christ time. and that that package, the authority that comes mm-hmm. with that. There's also something I could receive in terms of nurturing that role of leading others in worship and being more confident in the technical and logistical side of that and just navigating that. I, I'm very happy to follow and not take up a leadership role. I'm really good at that, but I am able to lead if no one else will. <laughs> you know, I'll step up. Uh, but we've been in a place the last several years where there hasn't been a need for that. We've got current church fellowship is extraordinarily blessed with an abundance of skilled yeah. worship leaders, male and female. And so there just really hasn't been room for me to 
step into that role. And I've not been inclined to force myself to <laughs> make room <laughs> either. So, you know, there, there's that. That's a, a big a big part of it. I just feel like also I, I have a background in poetry. And I'm feeling more of a need to, I need the accountability of being with people who are actively writing and not just lyrics, but manuscripts, just writing, just mm -hmm. doing it and being proactive about that. You know, our kids are finally at a place in life where it's time for them to leave the nest and they're not going on their own. So we're going to have to shove them. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's kind of playing in the, into this too. I mean, right. we, we really feel like God is moving in our whole family mm -hmm. in right now and all of us are, are kind of in transition and moving into something new. And it's, for the benefit of everyone, even if it's not in the same direction. Right. And it's really amazing just to add to that, you know, how, and I'm sure you've seen this, Eric, many times, how it's like the Lord orchestrates things such that it just all works out. It yeah. all falls into place, you know? So, so yeah. Did you, I'm sorry, I interrupted, but did no. you have something else? No? Okay. okay. Well, you know, you bring up poetry. We have a, a pretty new thing that Bob Blankenship just started, which is Brave Bards is what he calls it. It's not just men, it's women and men, but yeah. basic, yeah, it's, um, it's really good. Uh, so I think they meet every other, when, every other Sunday night. So do they need me to bring like a lute or something or no? I'm yes. <laughs> yes. Whatever you want to play, Shane, yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can bring it. Yeah. Uh, I, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So you guys are here in Nashville. You really felt led to, to join us and come and, and be a part making connections. What I love about your story is it's so similar, and I don't know the whole story, but it's so similar to the way we have about eight families that have moved here because they felt compelled to be a part of whatever God is doing with Brave. And it's it's really humbling. It's also super exciting. And, um, and I know you guys are here really taking sort of a step of faith, aren't you? In some ways, yeah, it is a step of faith. It's kind of interesting, though, because it's it's kind of coming into almost 17 years after having taken another major step of faith. Because we back in '04, the the place where we live now, we moved there from Virginia after having been part of a, a you know been very in, I guess entrenched for the lack of a better word within a, a I mean just really solid set of relationships, existing relationships within a church family there. I was, you know, for a long time, I was heading up a team of people there you know, for a long time. And so, yeah, so it was kind of like, uh, we're just starting to get that sense of, of um, you know, kind of like what God said to Abraham back in, you know, you know, you look in Genesis 12, right? You know, go to a land that uh, you may not know, but yeah, it is, it is definitely a step of faith. I, but again, you know, with a lot of the, <laughs> I'm really trying not to read this thing. Um, <laughs> there's, but there's something I wrote about nine years ago that if I were to read it to you, I don't know. There might be a holy interruption. I don't know. There was, <laughs> so it's just no. I'm serious. I'm wow. serious. It, it is. It like I said. It is uncanny how much what you guys are doing right now 
resonates with things that, that I feel like the Lord put on my heart all those years ago. I'm trying not to, I'm actually trying to not to get choked up right now about how much this just, everything aligned, everything is just lining up. And uh, it's, it's really exciting to see, you know, what the Lord is doing here with the, with the writing community, with, with all of that. I mean, you know, I mentioned that we uh, listened to, uh, listening to some of the Brave podcasts. We listened to the one from, uh, you know, we listened to like the like the three parter that you guys have with Ray Hughes. Mm. We absolutely love Ray Hughes. Ray Hughes for for her and me goes back a number of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, yeah, you guys are obviously very familiar with just how much of a father figure he is to yeah. you know to the creative you know to the artistic creatives. Yeah. And so the uh, the one the episode that where Chris where you guys had Chrissy and Dustin talking about mm-hmm. hope you see Nashville and what all that you know what all is lined up there and that even gets into this whole concept of the different mountains of cultural influence. Yeah, I want to definitely talk to you about that because yeah. our church hope you see is really into that. We talk about that all the time. Yeah, we are big time into mountains of cultural so influence. <laughs> yeah. 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 For the listeners, give them a, a summary of what that is. Okay. Yeah. So I'll do my best here without, uh, she may step in and say, no, no, that's not it. No. But anyway, uh, several years ago, right, there were two guys, Bill Bright and Lauren Cunningham. Bill Bright, who's gone on to be with the Lord since that time, uh, headed up Campus Crusade for Christ, which is, I think, still the largest campus ministry out there for uh, uh, colleges and universities. And Lauren Cunningham is the founder of YWAM, Youth with a Mission. And the Lord downloaded to them individually about these different mountains of cultural influence. So you talk about things like business, government, education, health, technology, you know, science, arts and entertainment, which is the which is kind of the one that we're talking about here. But also the you know there was talk you know, there was uh, I think a mountain of religion as well. And so all these different areas of cultural influence were things that they or they believe the Lord was saying that, um, you know, he was going to raise up people to be uh, to be agents of change in all of those areas. You know, so we talk about seven mountains there's and there are you know, there are a number of people out there that that still hold to that. And it's kind of, uh, you know, without going off into 30 minutes of, uh, <laughs> of pontification about it, it's interesting to see right now how some of the dialogue that's happening in different, you know, kind of different circles or, you know, within, um, I don't know if you'd say modern Christendom, I don't know, but, with, but within these different groups, I mean, I see some, and it, it's really interesting because I see some people who talk about the, the mountains of cultural influence, but then I hear them talk about, well, let's not put the cart before the horse. And sometimes you hear that coming out of like some of those groups that are really pushing Tabernacle of David and which I'm also all about. But I think there is a way, I think the Lord's got something in store that marries those two, that marries those concepts of the Tabernacle, you know, the, the worship model that comes from the tabernacle of David, the fact that God said, and it says in his word that he was going to restore that combined with the, you know, raising up people to capture these mountains of cultural influence, the kingdoms of our world becoming the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. Right. And so I believe, I firmly believe there's, you know, the Lord's about doing a marrying of, of those two things. So instead of like talking about one or the other, let's talk about what the Lord may be doing with both of those to bring them together and to converge them. You know, 
So I hope it did an okay job there. You did great. No, <laughs> did, did, did he do well, Katrina? Uh, I, I think so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the only thing I might add is that, you know, it feels like the church universal corporate has have abdicated mm. that it's position and authority in each of those areas. Yeah. Um, and that has become painfully clear in the last year, at least in, in this country, right. of the the lack of influence the church has in areas of arts and entertainment, government, technology, all those areas. And I, for one, I, I keep hearing the word, you know, in my spirit of legislate and at first I thought, am I supposed to run for office? You know, <laughs> it's like, what does that mean? But I don't think it's that so much as the church, you know, the bride partnering with Jesus and the Holy Spirit to take her position of authority and, and government in spirit in the earth and legislating from heaven to earth, bringing that out. And um, that's what I feel personally to be be about and called to and i think part of that coming forth is i guess getting embedded with a a community of others who feel called in the same direction and we can kind of push each other (laughs) right yeah exactly Exactly. Sorry, you, uh, keep going. So, no. no, you're good. Okay. Yeah. So just to kind of, you know, again, to kind of continue on with that, that actually is a really, really good call out there. And so I think that you know, when we hear these calls from some of the, you know, I'll say more of the influential uh, folks out there within, you know, within the church at large, talking about the bride rising up and taking the position that she's been called to, to move in those things. Sometimes that may sound to somebody like putting the cart before the horse. But if you take a moment and you think about, he's prepared us. He has prepared us. It kind of goes back to that, you know, I think the song that I submitted to you guys for, <laughs> but, but he's prepared us for such a time as this. And if we will but just spend some time with him, listen to him, follow his lead, we're going to be walking in the greater works. We're going to be walking in the works that he has prepared for us. This is not a stepping into, well, I think this is what it's supposed to look like. It's more spending time with him. It's coming, you know, and coming out of that place of encounter, the strategies, the blueprints, all of these things, it comes from the place of encounter with him, right? Just like Moses up on the mountain for 40 days, and God was just downloading to Moses all of this stuff, right? That is what we're talking about. That is what we're talking about. It comes from the place of intimacy. It, it, intimacy and then acting on the faith that he has already put there. The author and finisher of our faith, right? Okay, so I'm starting to get on my box. But anyway. <laughs> That's a good box, man. It's a good box. It's, it's your mountain. So, it's your yeah, mountain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the government yeah. ultimately rests on his shoulders. Right. Yeah, that's why he's called the King of Kings. Right. And the Lord of Lords. Everyone, we, we, kings and priests, right? Everyone has been given some, some realm, some, you know, some measure of territory to have domain over, 
right, to have dominion over, just like God talked about in, I think it was Genesis 1, when he blessed Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly all of that. Well, man, Chrissy and I are so grateful that you, that God led you into this community. And we're just getting started. We're just getting started. <laughs> so I am super pumped for uh, you to meet everyone tonight and to connect with uh, just about everybody on our team. I wish Ray could be here, Ray and Denise. Oh, man. I wish they could, but uh, he's got to get his health better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Understood. Yeah, he yeah. probably he probably makes some jokes. I um just from some times that we we actually saw him back when they used to live up around Asheville, uh, yeah. North Carolina. Yeah. So yep, yep. Got some memories, man. <laughs> so tell me, just kind of in closing, sort of wrap up what you feel like God is doing in you through music, or what's sort of left that I haven't asked you about that we need to cover in our conversation today, just to kind of give people a, a more roundabout picture of, of who you are. And, you know, what, this is part of a, a series where I'd love to just kind of talk with people who've been, who are in our writing worship community and in our brave worship community. So is there anything that I've, that we've not talked about that you want to make sure we, we cover today? Wow. I think one thing that I'll, and I'll probably, I'll put out here is, I don't want to just glean because I mean, there is a lot of really good material. I think I've, I think I've said this before, you know, when we've talked on zoom calls, while this is not the only thing out there, it is definitely one of the most well put together curriculums that I have, I've run across. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I mean, cause I've seen several different things. Okay. So, but I think the, the thing that, the thing that really encourages us uh, about, the, the community with, uh, with brave and writing worship and, you know, then the, the kind of the merging of that is that the, we just get a strong sense of the, you know, the seat at the table. One of the things that I shared with Amanda over text recently, and I can't remember if I shared this with you or not, but was uh, while we've been praying about uh, whether to move to this area, I was uh, looking at uh, the homestead. I was looking at stuff on homestead manor. And uh, in the process of doing that, I saw a picture on the front of the most recent visitor guy for Tennessee, and it said, come to the table. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, uh, so I shared, I shared that with uh, Katrina. It was kind of late at night, so I think she was a little annoyed by that. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, I was like, Katrina, look at this. You know, so um, it's, leading us, it's definitely leading us to think, to think very strongly about moving here. And at the very least, um, we are looking, we are very much looking forward to um, just spending more time in relationship with with all of you. So um, and I guess as far as music goes, you know, I've, I've been writing off and on for 30 years, but this is, but was really looking for something that could help me understand uh, different aspects of, of songwriting. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I, I just realized. It was about this time, almost 30 years ago, um, we were at a worship conference, Katrina and I were. We were we were part of different worship teams, but part of the same church network. Um, and um, at that time, we were younger, obviously. And uh, <laughs> and there was a guy by the name of Chris Bowater who came in. Um, I don't, have you heard of him? 
Um, I don't know. So if you oh, yeah, folks totally, like Graham, totally like Graham Kendrick and some of the other folks absolutely across yep. the pond, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, so Chris Bowater, uh, you know, as you know, I mean, he's considered a father to the modern worship movement. Okay, and he he had a word for me at that time that I, I didn't really understand the magnitude of it until you know until just recently, and it was that it was that there was the call of a minstrel on my life. I thought that just meant. Oh well, you're the guy that plays the music, and then Saul, and then the the troubling the troubling spirit, uh, you know, gets away from Saul, and he's he's brought to peace. And I'm like, oh well, that's really cool. <laughs> what I didn't realize was that I should have asked Katrina to pull out her thesaurus in this, but what I didn't realize was that that is synonymous with songwriting. I, I just didn't realize that. I just thought this was a cool thing, but this was, and so what the Lord is, and I think through what you guys have been doing, the Lord has just reawakened in me that there is that call. That call is there. And I need to step into that. And not only that, but that like, you know, Katrina was saying, I feel like there's a lot of things in there that I can share and that I can impart to others um, who are coming in after. Because like you guys, I mean, this is a multi-generational thing. Um, I feel like the, this is one of the key ways in which the Lord is gonna bring about a realization of what it talks about in Malachi 4.6 where it talks about the fathers turning their hearts toward the children, the children turning their hearts toward the fathers. The word, the, the whole worship model in, you know, in, gosh, I'm just going to keep on going on. Right? Uh, the whole, the whole worship model. I love it. Uh, keep yeah, it going. Right, that where we talk about, you know, where um, with the tabernacle, of David, the temple of Solomon, they talk about the old and the young, to, uh, uh, you know, drawing lots, right. To take up the responsibilities. It's meant to be multi-generational. It's not meant to be this big market kidding thing with a bunch of, with a bunch of trimmings and trappings. I mean, I, you know, so I'm not even going to get off on that, but, <laughs> but it's meant to be multi-generational. It's meant to be a family based, you know, type of thing. And so, so I just, you know, again, I just, I, I, I'm really just, just take, you know, just, I'm really, really appreciative of the heart that you guys have, the vision that you have. And uh, again, we're just, we're really looking forward to, to being more a part of this community. Man, you're uh, you're definitely our people. We we feel very resonant with with you, and I think the thing about what is happening, what God is doing, is we're we don't really have this master plan. It's the people who are coming here that are. I mean, for whatever reason, God is moving and wants to see. And it is a family that that is such a interesting thing that you're seeing and you're noticing of the way worship is meant to be. It's multi-generational. It's got so much more richness than, unfortunately, the music industry tries to drive it to be. Working in the music industry for 20 years, and mostly in Christian music, I've definitely seen that. So I'm ready for something, again, to climb on top of that mountain and lead music in a way that is Christ-first and Christ-led and Christ inspired. And, and that's a complete, that's turning that, that's really turning that mountain on its head um, of the way that we think it's supposed to be as a, as a people. Gives a new spin to the term upside down kingdom. Yeah. Upside down kingdom. Yep. That's yep. a good book, by the way. I love mm. it. Well, listen, guys, I am super excited to have you joining us for this uh, brave worship recording tonight and um, look forward to uh, you being part of the entire team and and uh, just introduce yourselves to everybody and anybody that you know. We're going to try to take good care of you. Did you get your package? 
Uh, we did. Yes, that is amazing. <laughs> it, it, yeah, we are so honored by, you know, by just the way in which you guys have, have welcomed us uh, in, in the town here. And, and well, just on, honored, uh, honored by the opportunity to, uh, to, you know, to be able to meet everybody um, yeah. over here. So, yeah. Well, you take the time to come all the way out here and we're just grateful to, to uh, spend a little bit of time with you. It's yeah. going to be fun. And and this is also a seed that you're planting, yeah. uh, a kingdom seed that you guys are, are investing in. Just taking the time and bringing yourselves here means a lot. So friends, I, uh, I look forward to uh, getting to know you better and seeing what God has for us in the future. Uh, and I'm super grateful for us to have this little bit of time today. Same here, my friends. Same here. Absolutely. Look forward to it. If you'd like to learn more about resources available for songwriters, men and women, go to writingworship.co. Follow us at Writing Worship on Instagram and join our active community on Facebook, the Writing Worship Community. The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now, it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award-winning and Grammy-nominated, drumroll here please, (laughs) our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. It's a small group community, and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. It's an intensive course and a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, you'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation, You'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus. You'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.